What's up to the Mama Village? Welcome to another episode of Afro Millennial Mama. How's my Mama Village doing today? We're going to just jump into it today because I am tired and I need a nap and she's taking a nap right now. So I'm going to just hit it and quit it if that's all right with y'all. This week, well, shout out to all the listeners. Um, I thought I did some shout outs last week. This week, what did I, who did I want to shout out? I wanted to shout out, um, let's see, I shouted out Mexico already. Um, Pakistan, Indonesia, who else? Argentina, um, Colombia, big ups to everybody who listens. And welcome to the Mama Village for those of you who are just joining us for the first time. So, this week's topic of discussion, because I want to get a nap in while she's still asleep. Y'all feel me on that, right? Okay. And I know I'm a day late, because yesterday we had a birthday party, so my house was a mess. Y'all know how it go. Kids just add to that. So, anyway, let's get into it. So, this week, I wanted to talk about inner faith marriages and how that impacts you know the upbringing and and how you approach raising your child so um my husband and I are of different faiths all all together um and um when we met i mean i had always been brought up that you know you should pair yourself up with like-minded individuals but then on the same time you know, share your faith with others who might not believe what you believe, you know, to kind of enlighten and everything. So the way I approached my marriage with my husband was um, basically I was I was um, saving myself for marriage um, um, for the most part. And um, when I met my husband, like I knew that that the feelings were really strong and that that we had a special connection and everything. And um, I had called my mother when I was in Senegal. I called her and said, Mom, can I marry somebody who's Muslim? And she was like, she didn't really believe me that I was serious because, of course, I had only known my husband for about a week or so. And so two weeks maybe and she was like uh sure if he's nice and treats his mom good or she said something like that because I was really feeling like that early on that something like either I had to cut it off before it got deeper um or if I hung around him anymore or we kept communicating that it would turn into something and let me just say so the household I grew up in my father wasn't really practicing any type of religion I believe he has Christian faith and values on some level, but I never seen him practice it or like pray or read the Bible or anything like that. And so it was always my siblings and my mother who would go to church and, you know, my dad would just celebrate the holidays. But, um, you know, and I, that's just what it was. And, um, so when I was growing up in church, I kind of um, aspire to being with somebody who believed the way that I believe because I didn't want to be the, for lack of a better term, like the weirdo, 
you know, the God freak or Jesus freak, whatever, because it's hard to relate to people on that level. And I think that on some level, I'm always holding back that part of myself because you don't know how people, especially in a multicultural um, environment or country community, um, you don't know somebody's background, where they're coming from and what they might take offense to or how they might feel about certain things. So, you know, so I, I met my husband and I in his country. And so obviously they were practicing their their faith. And so I was around it and seeing my husband pray uh, was uh, was moving because I didn't grow up with a male figure who, 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 um, other than my pastor, you know, who displayed their beliefs. And it was easy to notice the people in Senegal that I come across who were just kind of the same as we have in, in the Christian faith who are like more fair weather Christians, or they're the ones who, are very seem to be very religious on the outside, but maybe not on the inside. It's not the, who they really are, or they're trying to cover up something, or they're big on the holidays, but not necessarily the reason behind the holidays. So when I was in Senegal, you can tell um, people who really believe and people who are doing stuff for show, like they want to show off, but then their actions, you know, you see the fruits and you see the, you know, how they behave on the low, like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't mean to cast judgment on anybody because I'm not the, you know, nobody's perfect. I think that the difference, though, is when you aim to to um, live up to a certain certain um, morals and everything and standards and you fall short naturally because we all do. Or you, you know, practice certain behaviors that are against what you say you believe. So anyway, I'm I'm sure you get what I'm saying. So my husband wasn't a follower and in that sense. And it was cool to see like somebody you can talk to and will be like, yeah, you know, God is in control or say little things that make you feel like you really believe in something bigger than you. And so that was moving to me. But you know, how we were going to go forward in, 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 uh, raising a family or having children, I really hesitated. Um, and I told myself, you know, we can be married cause I don't want to be shacking up and stuff, but I'm not trying to raise kids. Like at first I was really stubborn and my mind wasn't open because I thought that if you open your mind up to learn about someone else's faith, that that m- means you're not strong in yours. And I learned from my pastor, my late pastor, you know, he had friends who were rabbis and and friends who were, of, you know, Catholic priests and things like that. And um, and we were non-denominational, but um, Protestant. But um, so I thought, OK, just open your mind. But at first, when my husband came to the States, it was really weird for me to see him pray because he was in my apartment and it was just like, I wasn't on vacation. I wasn't in another country where everything was different. It was like, oh, okay. And I think that when you leave your country, especially because I noticed for myself, when I go to Senegal, it 
the the lack of of um my culture there kind of makes me want yearn for my culture more or yearn for my normal lifestyle more so i think the reverse happened with my husband come here it's like you want to hold on to your practices your traditions and stuff you don't want to risk losing it and becoming someone else or you know forgetting where you come from so it took a while and we got to a point where where um well in the beginning it was like a lot of cultural culture and 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 religion kind of intertwine a lot for both of us and so some things he would be judgy and or he would say this is what happens when you die and it was like as a matter of fact the way he was speaking was like this is what it is and I kind of had to tell him like and and learn myself to speak more this is what I believe because because um what I believe in you believe might not be the same may or may not and I don't want to take that for granted and where he comes from is a very homogenous type of society so everybody believes that like are you crazy like this is what it is like Santa Claus is white or whatever the thing is and so he has that way of speaking that's like matter of fact and now he has kind of learned to hold his tongue in that aspect but you know I'll ask him how he feels about certain things and what he believes and just you know try to be as respectful as possible and he's learned to be more respectful in the way that he addresses certain things but he always has supported me going to church and supported me reading my Bible and everything and and my walk and he's open to listen when I tell him how church was and same thing if he goes to the mosque I'll ask him what the message was and um I think because he prays in Arabic I feel like I don't know what he's talking about so it's kind of like that fear of the unknown but whenever he tells me what he's saying or he'll he'll translate what he's saying I'm like oh okay that's cool like so we and we still to this day after eight years of marriage are still you know, working on blending that because there's a lot of things that he doesn't even know the reason behind or what, where the derivative of certain things, where it comes from, because he's never had to explain it to anybody before because everybody was on the same wavelength. So some of the West African cultural aspects like voodoo and, um, you know, like people with roots and spirits and curanderos and, you know, those types of things are interwoven in the religion. And so for me, it was hard to tell which one was which. And he didn't really know how to explain it to me. But he's, he learned that, okay, this part is the African part. And this part is the the Islam part. And not, you know, all people who practice Islam obviously have different um, denominations and sects of that as well. So, um, you know, there's things that he may believe like somebody might put a spell on him or roots or somebody has a ghost. And these are things that are foreign to me, but I try to be respectful in the way that I respond and just be like, you know, these are things that I don't know anything about. But if I grew up around it, I would be feeling just, I mean, I would probably understand it just like, you know, have the same feeling that he does. So I try not to judge and everything. And, and he holds his tongue and he observes and he respects and we got to a point that in having a kid, I was nervous because I said, like, that's when you really know who a person is because what they want to pass down to their kid. Like, there's things that when you're practicing your faith by yourself, like, he can go to the mosque, boom. He'll go to um, religious events with his, you know, I've been to them, but um, and he's been to, he's been to church with me 
probably like the first year we were doing that. And then it was like, okay, I'm not going to just try to force this guy to convert. And I don't want him to do this that to me, so I have to be respectful. I'm not going to force him to go to church if he's going to be on his phone, like, right there in front of the pastor or, or whatever, not really paying attention. It's like, what's the point? So I'd rather, if, for example, one of us were to influence the other, I'd rather we just do walk our walks and and if... What makes me feel good and makes me feel grounded and makes me feel close to God works for me. I'm going to keep doing that and and the same for him. Now, when it comes to having a, a child, you know, at first people are like, well, you can't have both religions. Like, what is that? And I didn't want to be a hippie parent like, oh, yeah, I'm going to let my kid pick their religion. You still have to teach them. And at first when we were getting when we got married, he said that. He didn't have a problem raising, you know, a child if I wanted them to be Christian or raise them in the Christian faith. But later on, I knew he was kind of saying that because he wanted to, to be married. So or and and, that, and I also knew that even if he meant it at the time, there was a possibility that it would change. So I was open to that. And I was like, look, if this doesn't work, like the religion part, then we just won't have kids. And so that's one of the reasons why I waited uh four or five years till we till I felt like we could raise a child together and compromise on certain things because we we both butt heads on stuff it's different if you're married to somebody who doesn't really believe in anything or doesn't practice anything then the one who does kind of takes the lead role but when you have both parents who are equally invested on that front and cultural and everything it does call for more compromising and you know, we didn't know if it was going to work. And a lot of times, culturally, religiously, like all the differences that we have, you know, lang ling linguistically, you know, um, well, I thought that it wasn't going to work. And he was the one who said, no, we'll be fine. And there's people that he knows back home who are in interfaith marriages and it's fine. And the children go to church or they go to the mosque or they do whatever they so choose. And so the more I learned, the more I, I felt more secure with it because I always kind of went back and forth thinking, am I supposed, is this against my religion or should I be doing this? And, my, you know, my family, people are afraid for you because they think that, you know, whatever they know about other religions, they're like, well, their religion is going to be like this or your marriage is not going to work or, you know, but, but we blended pretty good, um, you know, and with our daughter now, you know, I, he, the thing I like about my husband is that he reminds me of, like, he practices his faith and he always reminds me that, like, when I need to step up and, you know, reconnect and vice versa. So when his faith is, is like the last week where he wasn't feeling well, you know, I was able to bring him back, like, you know, you trust God, you believe in God, like he's going to look out for you. Don't worry. You know, we're here for a season and and God has a plan and it's going to it's going to um, work out for for his, you know, in his will and everything. So we kind of keep each other. We kind of balance each other out, out in that respect. And so it seems like we're equally yoked in a sense, more so than my parents were, because it's like I don't even think my mom could really talk to my dad about stuff like the stuff she learned at church or the like she tries but I don't think my dad is really I think he's one of those like there's a lot of African Americans who feel like 
religion is a trap or, you know, it's corrupt because people are corrupt. And so um, he's very, like, you know, people giving their money to church and things like that. And, um, like, people are stealing and pimps and what have you, all the things that we hear. So I get it, but I, but I... I but I realize that, you know, me and my husband don't believe the exact same thing. But even people who are of the same faith, like there's Protestant and Jehovah Witness and Catholic and non-denominational and Methodist and Baptist. And people stick like to their stuff really hard. and Everybody thinks that the other ones are wrong. And they're, I mean, none of us really know. We just believe and we feel we know, you know, and that's pretty much what it is. Like, um... It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. But my daughter, she says hallelujah and she says alhamdulillah. And, you know, she says her prayers. He prays for her when he takes her to school. I pray for her when she goes to bed. And she knows how to pray in four languages. And I think the most important part for me, because the way I was raised, I don't think I lived up to my mother's expectations in a sense, because I'm not at church every Sunday or I'm not at church every Wednesday or you know I'm not as um involved I don't I don't read my bible every morning things like that so um like I think she does but I think that your faith and your religion like your faith goes through stages and I told my husband when we met I said right now I'm not really really in the church like that or I was teaching Sunday school at the time I think and then I stopped and then I didn't feel like going anymore. And then I had to find another church because my pastor had passed away. And so it goes through different phases. And so I'm not always going to be, you know, the super Christian person. But I told my husband, look, make sure you're OK with me. Like his family was cool. but I'm like, make sure you're OK with me being who I am, because it's going to fluctuate. And it may be some days maybe I'll turn into a person like having Bible study at my house every week. Or I might, you know, or you never know. And so we both, on both ends, we got to kind of be ready because you never know. Parents pass away. Things happen. People get sick. Things change in, in, in your beliefs as you move throughout this life. So I think none of us are going to be exactly equally yoked. Like, it's just not possible. Um, but he and I both know that we're out of control and we just don't sweat the small stuff like, you know, we compromise on things that we can and things that are important to him, things that are important to me. Like There was sometimes like a pushback because it feels like it's a competition between us when it comes to my daughter. But like, oh, you're trying to make her this or you're trying to make her. And the main one of the things that I thought about having a kid, like I wanted to raise my kid here where it wasn't 95 percent Muslim because I wanted my kid to be exposed to what I was. Expo and so. You know, you, your kid is half only half yours. So, the half that I'm raising, I'm gonna do the best I can and and pray that you know God takes care of the rest. So, yeah. So that's all for that. Let's move on to what happened this week. So this week we got a dog. Pew, 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 pew. So pray for me because I do not know if. How it's going to work. But so far it's good. We got a dog only because. Well we were going to get it. Because I told you guys before. For protection and everything. But and for fun. 
But um, we went looking because there was a shelter where they had, um, for this weekend, it's Veterans Weekend in the States, and they have um, discounts so you can adopt a dog for 70 bucks. So we said, hey, let's just check it out, see if they have any dogs. And we found this old girl. She's like seven or eight years old, maybe, but she's still spry. She she's doesn't bark. Like she whimpers a little, but she doesn't bark, so she's not annoying to she won't be annoying my neighbors. She won't be keeping us up at night. She's already housebroken. I think she peed in the carpet once, but um but she you know, she goes outside and she can come in and stay, um, sleep outside our room and so we're excited. My husband is in love with the dog. He he um he was afraid of dogs his whole life. But uh but he likes this one so we were going to get a bigger one, but they're too strong and they might push the baby down. And she was a little scared of the bigger one. So this one is cool. She's um, she's all white. Very, very cute. I'll probably post her on Instagram so you guys can see. Um, And what else happened? So yesterday, my husband turned 40. So we had a little house shindig. So we barbecued and had people over. It was a whole bunch of kids running rampant, spazzing out. And um, it was beautiful to watch. <laughs> so we had a good time doing that. But that is why I'm so tired. So I'm going to let y'all go and um, see if I can take a good hour power nap while um, Yaya still sleep. All right. So y'all know what to do. Hit me up. Pray for me. I'll pray for you. Tell me what you want to talk about um, and um, hold each other down. Um you know where I am, Afro Millennial Mama, Gmail, Instagram, and Facebook. This is your homegirl, Ish, y'all, signing off. Peace out. Love y'all.